Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Martha, are you here? I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> I am here. Oh, hi, Martha. I'm in a very loud place. I am at the Georgia Faith and Freedom Coalition luncheon for legislation. And wow. And 3,000 people of faith, including the uh, Consul General for Israel. And we're going to be having a very exciting afternoon. Oh, my goodness. Now, when you say of faith, is that a specific faith? Is that sort of a euphemism for the Christian faith? Or is it every faith? Well, every faith is welcome. It is a faith and freedom was started by Ralph Reed, so it is a Christian organization. But they have been very involved in getting the anti-Semitism uh, law passed in Georgia. It was passed in the Senate last uh, last year. This year, it passed out of the House yesterday. So it will. They've got to match it up and make sure that all the language is the same, and it will go to the governor's desk, and he will sign it. And anti-Semitism will be included in our hate crime legislation. And we are very excited about that. Wow. Is Ralph Reed, pardon me, my ignorance, is he still alive and well and doing what he does? He was the moral majority years ago, right? Oh, yeah, he was because he was a kid when he did that. So he's like our age. Okay. And he is, you know, he's a brilliant guy um, who just has a knack for organization. And now he started this organization called Faith and Freedom Coalition, and they have chapters in every state, and they, um, you know, mobilize voters that are Christian voters, which, depending on the election, are one in three, one in four, or one in five. It just depends upon the election. What do you mean by that, one in three, one in four, one in five? Well, I'm confused. Meaning it just depends on the size of the election, how big the Christian vote is. Ah, you know, even okay. though— even though attendance is down in most churches, um, there's still a huge part of the electorate. For example, it's very high in places like Iowa and South Carolina, Georgia. You know, it's more than 50 percent of the vote here in Georgia if you are you consider yourself a Christian conservative. So it's it's he's done some great work. And I know, you know, you can't do great work without being controversial sometimes. And he is. So that's indeed what goes with it. That's he is right. indeed. Okay, so let me talk, Martha Zala, with you about Iowa and about the flash, all of a sudden disappearing act that Ron DeSantis and his campaign did. I, this is my feeling on this. 
I resent it. I resent that this presidential campaign, who was a true contender, and by the way, I'm not a fan or non-fan of Ron DeSantis, it's irrelevant to me, but this is about the process, that he put all of his money and eggs in the basket of some caucus members in Iowa who do not represent a wide swath of the demographic that is America, and then he loses, and all of a sudden now he's not even a candidate, meaning that the people in New Hampshire have one less person to vote for. It just bothers me that America, we, it, it feels like America is, our leaders are being determined by newspaper polls and by non-secret ballots and caucuses, and it bothers me. It just does. Well, as a Republican, it annoys me, too, because, you know, Ron DeSantis went from being about 44% of the people wanting to vote for him when he first got in to down to whatever he got, 20. He, he was cut in half in the course of a first, he had nowhere to go but down. So I kind of understand why he got out. What I don't understand is how he doesn't even take a breath. You know, four days ago, he was criticizing Donald Trump, and now he's endorsing him. And so I, it looks to me as a woman from the outside looking in who's kind of a Republican. I am a Republican. It looks like the men are afraid of Donald Trump, and they're all lining up behind him because they're afraid of what might happen. And I, you know, I happen to support Nikki Haley, and I'm going to vote for her in the primary, uh, and uh, we'll see what happens there. But, it's, you know, we'll see what happens today in New Hampshire, but it's now a two-person race between Nikki Haley and, and um, Donald Trump. And interesting that you should say that because Tim Scott – who, after all, is a senator from South Carolina, and he right away was said— appointed was appointed by Nikki Haley. Is that right? Yes. I didn't even know that. Yes. How could and he turn McMaster, on her in an act of disloyalty? And, How could he do that? And, the, and McMaster's, who's the governor of South Carolina, was her lieutenant governor. And she got—you know, she called Donald Trump to tell him she was going to run against him. These folks didn't call her to give her a heads up that they were going to do this. So I don't know what she did that was so terrible. You know, something like somebody was saying, well, she was disloyal. Well, they're going for a person who's very disloyal. Nikki Haley saying she was disloyal. Oh, for what? For running? For running? I know. I know. I know. So I'm trying to find my place in the world right now because I know I'm a conservative. I know I know I'm a Republican, and I'm certainly not what Ron DeSantis said. The old guard. He's calling Nikki Haley the old guard. Oh, Did you read his, fit, no, his, I did his not. statement? Oh. How can someone who's 52 years old be the old guard? I don't understand how that's possible. So we are living in a bizarre world right now, and you got the same problem on the Democratic side that you've got people going out speaking on behalf of Biden, just saying how great he is and how he doesn't have any problems. And people just don't understand how good things are. So we've got a whole bunch of people that say, (laughs) don't believe what you see. Don't believe what you see. Believe what we tell you. Oh, boy. How do you like that in New Hampshire? They're trying to do a writing campaign for Biden because the Democrats put their arms, you know, in front of each other and said, New Hampshire can't count. New Hampshire won't count. But New Hampshire is counting. In other words, they're actually having an election like they said they would. It's in their own state constitution. And they wouldn't put Biden on because they insisted it had to be South Carolina. They look like idiots, in my opinion. In my opinion. Well, and and Dean Phillips, who nobody even knew what his name was two mm-hmm. weeks ago, right. is getting press all over the place. Yes, and he if is. he ends up getting something like 30 percent, 
uh, or maybe even beat Biden, because it's really hard to win a write-in campaign. You bet. This could be this could be humiliating for President Biden, but that's fine with me. So, you know, that's fine with me. Listen, Biden was never fond of New Hampshire. He never won in New Hampshire. Ever. No. So no. he was very happy to, to take his stake and say, let's ignore New Hampshire. The problem is the calendar is what it is, and New Hampshire will not be ignored. They refuse to be ignored. They will not be ignored. No, you're absolutely right. You are absolutely right, Lisa. I'm looking forward to our Super Tuesday. We've got about a month until South Carolina. Nevada is this weird state where they have caucuses and primaries. So it's not going to be really matter because of the way they've done it. And then Nikki's got a a month to try to turn things around in South Carolina. If she wins today, which is probably not likely, but it's possible. If she wins today, then all bets are off. We'll see what happens in a month in South Carolina. Well, let me ask you this. If she doesn't win today, is her campaign likely to fold up the tent and then it will only be Trump and there will be no contest? No, I think she's got enough money to stay in through at least Super Tuesday. Um, she is good with her money. If you if you always look at her disclosure, she was the most frugal of all the candidates. And to think that she started out at two percent, mm-hmm. and she has gotten better every week. It all yeah. depends. If she comes within five points, then she's you know they're going to be worried about that. If she's within five points in New Hampshire when she was down at two percent uh, three months ago. That's a big deal. I just really find it interesting about the men piece. So we've got DeSantis who folded up his tent and couldn't wait to, you know, slobber over Donald Trump in Florida and basically say, can I be a member of your administration? And then um, you've got Tim Scott, who I just I can't get over Tim Scott. I didn't know that he was appointed by Nikki Haley. What what kind of lack of loyalty on his part is that to her. She was the governor of the state. Even if Donald Trump ends up being the nominee of the Republicans, he could always say, look, you know, I had to support her. She appointed me. She's from my home state. What, what, they're so afraid of Donald Trump's personal vindictiveness, aren't they? I mean, that has to be the only I thing really, that it is. I, I, I hate to say it, but it's true. It is I true. think they're afraid of him. Yeah. And I I just think, you know what? Fine. Call me a name. I don't care. What can you do to hurt me? I always say to people, I have a paid off house and no debt. You can't hurt me. Okay. okay? So I'm going to say what I think regardless <laughs> of, of what you think. I'm not afraid of that. I'm not afraid of that because I'm not afraid of being irrelevant. I've been up and down in this career. I've been in and out. But the bottom line is the really important stuff, which is what's going on with your family, what your relationship is with your spouse. That's the really important stuff, not this stuff we talk about every day. Yeah, I know. I know. But leadership of this country is important, too, Martha. It is. It is. And that's the problem. We don't have leadership. We need leadership. And we also, in fairness, we're picking on these candidates. We, as the American people, need to allow people to make mistakes. Okay, Mm -hmm. and and to be able to admit their mistakes and say what they've learned from them. And we have created this world where people are afraid to say they were wrong. Remember how Fonzie used to stumble over the word wrong? (laughs) You know, I mean, it's like we've got to get back to where those fine moments, like after the Bay of Pigs, which was a big disaster. But President Kennedy went before the American people and say, I take full responsibility for what happened. This was a mistake, and it really was his finest moment 
instead of his worst moment because he acted like a man. Yeah, I know. Well, we, we, we seem to have... We seem to have equated, and this is this is a Donald Trump thing, in my opinion, uh, where he basically said that you know people who make mistakes are, I don't know, whatever well, yeah, terrible I, adjective. I think that I think that's fair to some degree because at least at least Obama came out in 2010 and admitted he got shellacked, mm-hmm. that he wasn't listening to the people and he got shellacked. You know, so yeah, I think that's a fair statement. I don't blame. I think Trump is a symptom of things that were already happening. I don't think he did it all by himself. I think we were losing this ability to have conversation before Trump came along, but he did exacerbate it, no doubt about it. And you know, that gets me in trouble with my listeners because my listeners are overwhelmingly Trump supporters. But I'll tell you, like I tell them, the problem with Donald Trump are not his supporters. They are gonna be with him no matter what. The problem for us as Republicans is getting back the people we've lost. Because if we don't get back the people we lost, we're not going to keep winning. We're not going to get sick of winning. Like, like Trump said, all we've been doing is losing since 2018, and we're going to keep losing if we don't turn it around. So, Martha Zoller, what about the no labels movement? I was reading this week they have asked the Justice Department to do an investigation because they feel like they're being kept off of the ballot. They feel they're particularly being kept off the ballot because of activities by the Democratic Party, who was afraid that that will sink Biden's chances, and by the Lincoln Project, which are former Republicans who also were afraid of electing Trump. And they feel that a ticket that had a Republican at the top and a VP Democrat at the bottom would be a winning ticket, provided it's the right people. But what do you think about this? Well, I've done a lot of interviews with the No Labels folks, all different folks from there. I'm, I'm, I'm a, all about having more people, not less. So even though I understand the, the, the benefit of a two-party system because you get a clear winner, okay, I get that. But I think that people are trying to keep these folks off the ballot, whether it's Robert Kennedy as an independent or it's no label. And we should not have that. The one thing Democrats and Republicans agree on, they don't want anybody else at the table. They don't. I know. And the, what's extraordinary to me and what I don't think has been looked enough at by the press and by us as Americans is this extraordinary power that both political parties have who are essentially led by people who are only chosen from within their party core. They're not elected by some kind of voting electorate. And they just have enormous, enormous power. And I think that the fact that the United States is so dissatisfied, poll after poll shows, the United States does not want to see another Biden-Trump matchup. We are literally yearning for other choices, but the insistent drumbeat of those in power is bringing us to this conclusion, notwithstanding that there's a primary today in New Hampshire. Maybe it will change everything. But it's, it's very troubling to think that behind it are these unelected people in enormous positions of power at the heads of their political parties. Really, I don't, Absolutely. Think, we've, I don't think we've done enough. We got a lot of work to do, Lisa. We do. We do, Martha. We do, we do. All right, well, you have a great day. Thanks, as always, for being here. Have fun with your Family Faith Coalition. Is that what it is? The Faith, Faith, Family, Freedom, Freedom, Faith Coalition. Have a good time today. And uh, I'll be interested to hear what the uh, person from Israel has to say as well. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com.